This is the Clean Web Conversations podcast, growing the global clean web community. It is your host, Woon Tan. Welcome to the Clean Web Conversations channel. I'm your host, Woon Tan, and I'm really happy to have with me James Johnston, who's the founder of Open Utility today. Open Utility is founded in January 2013. You're a peer-to-peer online marketplace for renewable energy generators to connect directly with customers to give customers and uh, energy generators a real choice and transparency. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very revolutionary company and it's, uh, it's got big visions. So James, you have, um, you've actually been part of the Clean Web community for quite a while and you've actually found mm-hmm. your co-founder Andy Kilner in the London Clean Web meetup um, and You've, uh, you've been going on for the last two years and you've actually been funded by uh, a number of uh, organizations, including a school for startup. You're part of the incubator program of uh, BGV, Bethnal Green Ventures, uh, and you've, been, uh, you've received investment uh, uh, funding from Nominet Trust, Climate Kick, as well as the government, the Department of Energy and Climate Change. Yep. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm really happy to have you here. Thanks, Wyn. Very pleased to be here myself. Um, so James, uh, could you talk us through more about what is open utility? Well, I mean, I'm not sure I could sum it up better than you did. Um, essentially, uh, we are very much a clean web company. We were very much in the intersection of sustainability, renewables and the internet. Our, our product that we're building right now is uh, a web service that enables energy consumers to to switch away from their current utility companies and instead buy their energy directly from local renewable generators so it's it's both encouraging people to make make sort of smart decisions um give them the choice you know instead of only a few utility companies to choose them they can choose between in theory thousands of different renewable generators depending on the relationship with them whether they're local or they like wind or they don't like wind or it's this idea of choice. Um, so it's the, we see the value is very much, of course, it's helping to tackle very big problems around um, carbon emissions and climate change, but also this idea of enabling people to support the local community. So by buying your energy from a local renewable generator, a community-owned generator, you help keep more money in the local area. That helps make the local economy stronger. So there's a lot of sort of hidden value benefits uh, in this new model that currently are not able to happen. So that's uh, that's really exciting. So it's very much um, a clean web company because yeah. it's it's only it's only possible because of the the web and yeah. the, the whole internet. Well, I mean, it's actually I'd even go deeper than that. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about the sort of um, why we we started the company and what, where the idea came from, and, and it was actually from a, a talk I saw on on YouTube called the Internet um, by by Bob Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Metcalf is uh, was one of the inventors of the Ethernet protocol, so very much it, you know in the internet history, and he he basically wrote a talk. He presented a, a talk about how we can learn from the history of the internet and, and apply those key lessons into how uh, some of the big challenges we have with energy. 
and you know it's a one one hour talk if i you know i'd strongly encourage yeah, everyone I'll, to I'll actually um forward a link uh, oh, on youtube here perfect because i mean after watching that i just i felt like my eyes were open it's like this is it you know we need it we need a completely new uh new way of thinking about it um about a decentralized system for for energy one that really copies the architecture of the internet and from there, sort of, um, I was just playing around with some ideas. Um, I was doing this at the time. Um, I was I was studying for a PhD, um, and at the end of twenty twelve, my PhD um, came to an uh, the funding came to an end. Um, my PhD was kind of looking at the long term future. So actually, taking these lessons of an Internet of Energy and actually thinking. Could we physically route packets of energy around, like packets of IP? Uh, you know, it's quite a revolutionary idea. It requires quite a lot of hardware changes, um, energy storage, direct current microgrids. A lot of um, really innovative stuff is required um, to enable that to happen. Um, when I came to the end of that, I was like, you know, there's no, there's no, it's not something I can do with this now. It's twenty years away. And I wanted to sort of, I still really like this this overall concept, but is there something I can do which I can enable to happen now in existing systems? And then that's when I was at this sort of juncture, so in, in sort of January 2013, whether to sort of try and get a job and do the normal thing people do, or, you know, just have a go at starting a company with these general idea. I was quite lucky to have uh, my girlfriend to be able to support me for a couple of months, so I didn't need to get, uh, get a job, which was kind of really key. Um, and then I sort of jumped in the deep end, and I got a loan out from um, school uh, school for startups, which enabled me not to get a job for a bit longer. And what it did was it changed the way I described what I was doing. Instead of saying I've got this idea to people down the yeah, pub or at clean web meetups. I would be. This is what I'm doing. This is my. Yes. This is my full time job now. This is. I'm. You know. I've committed, and I think it was that when I when I met Andy. Um, I just looked at the date. It was the 25th of February. Um, at a clean web meetup, in um, in Camden, and, and I think Andy. I think it took Andy about six minutes for him to sort of go. This is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> six minutes to join your company. Well, six minutes for him to really like the idea. Um, and um, I think he was, he was at a stage of his, in, in his uh, thinking that he wanted to do something in peer-to-peer. He had experience in energy uh, as well. Uh, and I think he really liked the idea just immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think a week later, uh, I asked him, do you want to have a go of this? Let's, you know, let's found us together. And um, he said yes. So it's <laughs> a little bit mad in hindsight, but... Uh, uh, it worked out perfectly and uh, you know wouldn't be here um, doing the sort of modest achievements to date um, without, that's, that's without a, that so that's, far yeah that's a really amazing story and I think I, I really like the fact that you mentioned Bob Metcalf being your the inspiration mm. behind it because I've actually um, seen some of his videos and his talks yeah. and uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why I got into clean work myself okay cool um, the idea that energy should be if it's going to be replicable as the sort of internet infrastructure, then yeah. interior would be like information being abundant and sort of ubiquitous. And, and yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I think we are sort of part of this clean web movement that we, we do see that it's going to be huge. And, 
I think there's a very subtle um, uh, difference in philosophy uh, from clean web people and people that are just purely in clean tech or environmentalism. And it's this idea, it's this underlying optimism. Um, I think a lot of environmentalists have got this sort of uh, picture of doom for the future and how do we mitigate against, minimise our exposure or impact of this doom. Whilst people coming with the internet philosophy saying, you know, there's a really amazing, abundant energy future out there. We've got some big problems like climate change, but we can solve them, no problem. And I think there's, that's definitely not where I and, and we as a company sit on that side of things. Um, but I think that's, that's that, that little bit of optimism. That's a key difference yes. between... And that's what I think makes uh, Clean Web really exciting is, uh, is the optimism. Um, and it's not, it's not just blind optimism. Yeah, it's based yeah. on... Evidence, you know, evidence that yeah. you know radical change can happen. You know, it's not going to be quick. The internet didn't, um, you know, become an overnight success the moment the transistor was invented in 1948, for example. Mm. You know, it takes a while for for um, for the pieces to put in place. But ultimately, you, you know, you, you won't find anyone in the um, you know, in especially in the developed world to say the internet hasn't radically changed most things in their lives and. You know, I think energy is, um, if not a subset of the internet, it's a sort of sister of the internet, and the energy can become distributed, decentralized, democratic as well, sure. and and with all the the benefits with with that. Cool. Um, so you talked a bit about uh, how you started and how you um, how you met your co-founder. So what's what's been the challenges since uh, since sort of uh, you? Oh, the challenges. Yeah. Where do I begin? Sure. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty. Um, yeah, no, that's that's the key thing. There's plenty of challenges. Um, there, there's always. Um, I mean, the there's always un- underlying sense of what if, uh, and this has got less over time. But it was pretty much. I remember the um, the first day in the first week of Best and Green Ventures when it essentially became it became like a real startup at that point mm. rather than just me and Andy uh, down at Google Campus Cafe hacking out some code you know we were <laughs> it was like we've got an investor now we've got to we've got to do stuff and I remember this sort of feeling of wow this is really exciting um, I hope it lasts more than three to six months because this felt like I don't know um, but it's this feeling of um, you know is is this an idea that can work um, is this when, when, you know, when's the when's the party going to end? And, uh, and then we, you know, then we realised it was all just a silly idea in the first place. Or is it going to be, um, you know, are we going to go from strength to strength or whatever? And that sort of uncertainty because, you know, we, we're not doing anything which has been uh, specifically done in energy before. We don't mm-hmm. know if this is, um, this is going to be the way we, the future of energy. We hope so, uh, but we don't know. Uh, so it's that uncertainty, um, which I think comes in from time to time, sort of haunts you a little bit. Um, but I think over time, you know, once you get enough um, enough people that sort of believe in you as well, um, then, you know, that starts to break down a little bit. I think we're, we're feeling pretty confident at the moment. Um, we've still got a lot to prove and we're, we're still in the product development stage um, and... Um, well, just gotta wait and see, I guess. But uh, we're we're, we're getting more confident. Yeah, you you, you did um, start a platform for co- price comparisons for yeah uh, renewable energy generators, and that's um, 
that's something that's a first as well, isn't it, in the market? Yeah, so we, um, so we were, uh, so last summer, we were in the process of uh, trying to secure some funding um, from, from the government, from DEC, and that was, that was being quite protracted, and it took quite a while to ultimately get that money, and we were in a bit of a lull at that point. And one thing that we saw that an industry, you know, a sort of a, a simple service that we could provide to the industry it had some value, which didn't require us to sort of radically change the industry like our our peer-to-peer product is, was to do a comparison service for renewable generators. It's very much like a price comparison service um, uh, for renewable generators to get the best price for selling their power. Uh, that's been quite an interesting journey, actually. Um, and we... We have quite recently um, had to make some quite difficult decisions um, about what the future of that product is going to be. I think one of the realities of being a startup is, you know, the, the most important thing is cash, but the second most important thing is time. And I think what we're, we're trying to um, work out right now, do we have enough time to have two services going on? And if not, then what how will this uh, service evolve? What, what, will, what will we come up? Because we've, we've built up some value in this service. We've got quite a lot of useful things that we can sort of give to the industry. And, and I guess what we're, we're working at right now is how we can evolve that product into something which doesn't require much of our time, but still is useful for someone. Mm. Um, so we can very much focus on the peer-to-peer product. So that, 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 that for example, is just one story and one of the difficult decision-making processes you need to make and you know there's fundamentally there's no rules there's no sure. there's no um yeah it's, it's sort of one, one step closer towards your, your bigger yeah, goal yeah yeah and you know there's so many positive things that just come from launching that service mm-hmm. and, and learning a lot about the industry as well that you know i'm if if we had a chance a choice to do uh, you know we're back there with the knowledge we have we definitely would have done it anyway so it's one of those things you know um, as a startup, you're always sort of pivoting a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, pivoting classically means you you you've got the same goal, the same destination in mind. It's the sort of route to get to there, which changes depending on you've got to learn, you've got to adapt, and that was just you know one of these sort of micro pivots we made to sort of move into the comparison side of things. We're learning from it, um, so yeah, that's that's one of those things. That's a, yeah, that's a really good um, example of how. How someone listening to this could um, could really take some steps to to move towards a bigger goal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you've got the pilot project coming up, or, or sort of you you're starting your pilot project right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, how how is that going? Yeah, so we we got funding from Nominate Trust and uh, Department of Energy and Climate Change Climate Kick um, to the tune of half a million pounds, uh, which is a Big bunch of uh, it's big a big bunch vote of, for your it's big for vote for idea. us. Uh, it sounds like quite a lot of money, but actually it's it's not sort of a bunch of money up front. It's sort of tied tied to uh, milestones, uh, and we've got a sort of project plan set out uh, over this this year where we're going to be trying to hit these different milestones. Um, and the project essentially is um, partnering with uh, a utility company and sort of working with them to to pilot our peer-to-peer service for business customers. Um, one of our learnings over the year, uh, last uh, year and a half, is the energy sector and the, u- the utility sector is very heavily regulated and 
we're not able to launch our peer-to-peer service for residential customers because of regulation and also because there's not smart meters in place. So there's some big problems there. Uh, but with business customers, um, that, that those problems sort of fall away. So we, we're focused very much on targeting business customers and re- small renewable generators. So anything from... Uh, and, and you know, um, they can be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, you know, a warehouse was covered in solar panels. Sometimes a day will be exporting and sometimes will be, you know, using. So um, we're not so precious what, you know, what the identity is. It's a, a peer at the end exactly. of the day. Uh, it's either a consuming peer or a producing peer. Um, and I guess uh, this pilot will start in August and it will uh, last for six months. And at the end of that, we'll basically have proven the, the full business model um, around this peer-to-peer marketplace. All those, and so it'll be around about uh, 25 renewable generators, 25 business customers will, will join up to the pilot and trade and buy and sell electricity directly, which will be a, sort of a first, uh, a UK first, I think. Um, which I think is pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, uh, so you, you're really getting down to the um, product development of the real product that you're trying to create right now. Yeah. Um, we, so, we, I mean, the product contains two elements. There's the, the web interface. So, you know, what do the renewable generators and, cons- and, and customers use to interface with? Uh, and then the secondary element, which is our trading el- uh, engine. Uh, and our trading engine enables basically pulls in the smart meter feeds and, and enables the market to balance. And there's quite a lot of sophisticated things going on in there. So those are the two things. We kind of got that under wraps. It's sort of behind private beat at the moment. Um, but the key thing that we need to do now is integrate our systems with our partner utility. Um, we're pretty advanced stage discussions with, uh, with one utility in particular, um, we hope to be announcing who that will be in, in February, so watch this space. Um, and I guess the next sort of stage is integrating our trading engine and our web, uh, web interface with their billing systems, creating the customer contracts and the, the, the wider trading systems as well. So there's quite a lot of real heavy-duty product development required over the next half a year. Yeah. So, so James, you've been running your company for about two years now, and um, talk us through about uh, your the company culture within Open Utility. Because you're you're a small startup at the moment, but you've got mm. big visions, and it's going to be a, a huge company, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, so we're we're six of us working on Open Utility um, at the moment we kind of there's three founders it's myself Andy uh, Kilner and uh, Alice Tyler um, we all sort of joined at this sort of stage where it wasn't quite a company it's a sort of early stage startup and there's so much uncertainty and there's no salaries or anything and I think when you're joining that stage you sort of that you're a founder um, and then we, we brought on our first sort of employee in November 2013 and then second and third uh, last year. So six of us in total. Uh, but I mean, one thing we've, we, we, we read a lot about, I mean, one, one of our sort of base cultural things is, you know, self-education and, 
Uh, we encourage anyone, to, if they want to buy a book, just charge open utility for it, and it comes part of our library. This is, it's not really, uh, doesn't, we don't have in the library, but, mm -hmm. but we have, a, we have a, a shelf covered in books. Um, and reading through a lot of books about um, startups and, and, and company culture, we realised that this is, it's really important to to not formalize but make sure you uh, everyone gets on the same page and you start to write down and understand what what are the key things that make up your company culture and and you got to i mean a, a good way to start is with uh, with the question why you know why why did you start the company why do you exist what are the key values you have as a company what's your mission all this sort of stuff, and we've actually put a little bit of um, time and effort and uh, into quite recently um, into trying to really nail down what that is for open utility, and it's it makes for some very interesting mm. um, workshops um, and brainstorming sessions of why are we here, <laughs> sort of maybe um, as a company, not a, not sorry existentially, but um, it's and it's been very useful. Um, trying to, you know, I guess the question is, you know, for me is why did I start Open Utility and then others is why did you join? Why did you want to join mm -hmm. the company? And then start working out why we're all here. Uh, what's our values? What's our mission? And from that, I think it's really key. Uh, this is really important for when we build a team uh, beyond what it is right now. So get the next employees, uh, so team uh, member number seven and eight and then when you start getting, you know, in theory, if it start getting to larger numbers, 20 or 30, this having a really strong culture baked in is going to be so important to make sure you get the right people wanting to come and work for you, uh, work with you. Um, and I guess that's, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of, there's a lot of companies, um, especially tech companies and new, new companies that are really focusing on these type of things. And, and I think it's really important. And, um, I guess uh, our values, I mean, we're just, this, this morning we had an, a sort of another workshop uh, looking into sort of brainstorming um, our mission and values and, and something we're going to put up on our website soon. I can't remember off my head what we came to, to decide, but they were good values, good solid values. <laughs> <laughs> One that's going to bring you forward, I'm sure. Yeah. What? Um, so you mentioned a bit about your team, and you're. Are you hiring anyone right now? Um, well, we're currently raising a little bit more investment, um, so we can increase the size of the team in the in the very near future. Um, so we are on the lookout. We haven't quite formalized exactly exact roles we're looking for, and. And indeed, it's going to be multiple roles. So, I mean, the realities of being in a startup is you don't end up doing one thing. You end up owning things because you want to do it or you're best suited for it. And, you know, a lot of, for example, uh, Rob, who joined us in an operations and project management role, has really started, really championed doing the contract work because a lot of contracts work we're doing. Uh, and that wasn't in the sort of dis early discussions before he came on. That it's just he was good at it and it needed to be done, and uh, and he and he apparently quite likes it. Um, so, I mean, some of the kind of types of roles we we were going to need um, in the sort of 
Um, product team, we're going to need more help on the design, specifically visual design and, vis and, and design production side of things. We're always going to need more um, software developers. So that's, you know, if not in the near future, you know, it's always going to be a requirement. We're a tech company, that's obvious. And another um, area where we see um, a lot of value in hiring is someone in a sort of business analysis, uh, commercial analysis area, someone who knows a little bit about the utility business model, the, who can really get down to the nuts and bolts of, uh, you know, how to layer this new model onto uh, the existing system. Um, it's something we're doing very much in-house at the moment, um, but I think if we bring in someone with a bit more you know, expertise in that area, then we can sort of rapidly move forward in some things. So someone in the energy sector would be, I think, be quite good. Um, and, um, and then communications and marketing uh, as well. We, we currently don't have anyone in-house who, who has experience in, in comms or marketing. And I think if not in the near future, in the next few months, uh, towards the summer and beyond and, and gearing up for the launch of our product after the pilot, that's, that's something that's going to be really key. So yeah, watch the space. I mean, there's... Uh, there's definitely there's, there's 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 room for there's people room. to join your company. Oh, there's room. Um, not right now. We don't have any positions open right now, but don't don't feel afraid to just uh, give us your CV or, you know, call us up and say, hey, let's have a chat because, you know, if we, we're always in the hunt for awesome people. So, yeah. So, um, so this is a sort of question about uh, the future. Sure. Um, so if today is January 2020, looking back in the last five years, mm. what would have been your highlights or your successes? Because it's always easier with hindsight. Yeah, um, I think one thing, uh, you know, a real success, the next real big success uh, we are looking for is a successful pilot. So right at the end of 2015, so years ago in 2020, looking back and thinking that was the start of, you know, we've proven value, we've got really excited customers, and we've got a big ro you know, pipeline of customers to, 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 to launch commercially with. And that being sort of the first real nugget of um, success, you know, we've uh, what I'd like to see is our, our product evolve as well. I mean, we're the one we're launching on our pilot um, is very much the first version, the first iteration of this this marketplace where you know it can evolve into be a smarter, more dynamic product, um, going towards this vision of Internet of Energy in the long run. But moving along that roadmap, definitely want to move that forward in the next five years. Uh, and then the third thing is, you know, I want to have launched util uh, open utility in more than one country. Mm -hmm. um, in particular, I want to be have a bit of a presence in the US uh, by twenty twenty for sure. Well, that's a that's a pretty yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the the last question: um, If you've got any sort of questions or uh, things do you want to mention to the, the to the audience well I, I guess one of my comments would be uh, and I think I, I said this to you earlier when was if you've got an idea um, don't feel afraid to to go for it I mean obviously be sensible about it and the lean approach of you know don't 
jump, don't, um, don't spend too much time or too much risk improving an idea to begin with, albeit I didn't quite do it that way myself. Um, but if, if, you've got a, if you think you've got an idea that needs to happen, then there's no point in thinking about it. You've got to start doing it and, and just, just, just have a go for it. The worst thing is you can fail. And at the end, the point that you fail, you, you know, you're in a better position than if you hadn't started it in the first place. And I mean, that's my general piece of advice. And in, in, if anyone asks me like, what it is, it's just, just try it, you know, don't, don't talk about it. I mean, talk about it, but only once you've started going for it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the key thing. We need, we need a lot more, um, companies and startups and, uh, and podcasts, um, to really support the clean web movement. And, um, the more the merrier you know there's there's it's it's not quite a movement yet but i feel like it could be at the start of something really exciting quite you know um quite you know big impact to the world and yeah just jump on board this train it's about to about to depart the station i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, wise words thanks um thank you very much james uh, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you and, and you um, I'm sure uh, the audience would uh, really appreciate our, 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 our conversation here and um, would learn a thing or two. So I'll, I'll wrap up now. And um, yeah, so I'll, I'll add on the um, links and annotations yeah. on this uh, video. And so if you're interested to find out more about Open Utility, um, be sure to go to their website and, um, and hear more because yeah. there are plenty of things going on. Cool. So thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Clean Web Conversations podcast. Are you interested to learn more about the Clean Web movement? Head over to cleanweb.tv. That's cleanweb.tv. 